Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the Gallant View of Rangers podcast. My name's Sean McDuff, I'll be your host as as always. And joining me, it's the fantastic Scott Hodge. Scott, how are you doing? Good, good. How are you, Colin? I'm good, I'm good. How are you feeling? You've had a, a few weeks off uh, since you've been last in the pod. Aye, good. Go. Revitalised, yeah, full of energy. <laughs> Unlike Rangers at the moment. Oh, Jesus, man. <laughs> it's, I, I tweeted a couple of weeks ago along the lines of, OK, Rangers, we get it. You can play shite and still win, but we've not. <laughs> apart from last night, we've been playing shite and no winning. Uh, um, I know. So uh, Rangers won, Colin nil with that one. <laughs> um, so at least we're back to winning ways, I suppose. With Livingston, um, how do you think? How do you think the game went last night? I thought I, th- I thought um, we were good in spells. Um, I think Gannon Caster summed it up quite well in terms of. You know, we played well in the the first half in spells, just lacking that final third. Um, and then just the difference when when Aji comes back and just made such a such an impact. It was it was good to really good to to see and size. That's Aji is, isn't he? He's a he's a game changer, and we've missed him missed him badly in the past few weeks. I'd say. I'd- I've never been a fan of someone who doesn't play the full game or at least three quarters of a game getting man of the match, but I think he's got a fair shout for last night. Ah, de- definitely, definitely. I think um, special mentions to Calvin Bassey. I know I think he had a, a really good game and he's, he's he's really... I think just especially from last season, Calvin Bassey's came on so well. Like, you know, I mean, not that he didn't play particularly poor last season, but... I think the game that always sticks up in everybody's heads, St Mirren in the cup, isn't it? With him, but 
He's uh, he's really worked hard since that, and you know his COVID breach and suspension. I feel, and he's came back and obviously, you know, looking in great shape. And you know he's worked on his crossing and just a bear, isn't he? Like <laughs> you, you really don't need to tell Calvin Bassett. He's no, he's no. Uh, I'm a massive fan. It's um, he's just such a powerful dribbler, isn't he? He's. It's weird, he doesn't seem like a natural, skillful dribble. Like you'd maybe have like a Ryan Kent, but he's just so powerful going forward and carrying the ball with him. And it's something something you get. I think all four fullbacks bring something a bit different as well, which is, I don't think we've really spoken enough about that. You know, you've got that he'll get to the byline uh, time and time again, great crossing in. Parsons probably more your... Um, that's the word burst the energy yes yeah, yeah. Yeah. Barisic is just he'll, your dead ball specialist he's beautiful cross out of the ball and then Bass is just this absolute fucking powerhouse power I think it's good to mention with Bassi as well see when we're defending set pieces as well like I'm not saying Barisic is bad in there or anything but you know it gives us a real for both going forward and defending, it's a real presence in the box. And I mean, I certainly wouldn't like to be marking him <laughs> in a corner. Um, I, I was actually speaking to to Craig um, at half time as well, and uh, you know, like I, I, I mentioned about Patterson as well. I thought Patterson was really lively in the in the first half as well. He was like he was the one driving us forward and making things happen. What I liked about him as well, he was just so forward thinking, which I know a lot of our fullbacks are, but he was. Using his pace, he looked really, really quick and uh, had a really good chance in the, the first half as well, getting a getting a shot away. In the second half, I think he took a, a bad knock and just knocked him off a wee bit. That's how we've seen Tav. I think he would have played the probably 90 minutes if we were, you know, like um, pretty comfortable at 2 0, to be honest. But um, no, he looked, he looked really good, Patterson. Lundstrom again. Um, sorry, I'm hogging the mic here. <laughs> but, um, Lundstrom was was his best game for for Rangers as well. Um, I thought he, his passing was good. He put, took up the right positions, and what it made me think of, I, he was more playing in the Stephen Davis role. So is he getting played about position in these, you know, sort of wider three positions that Kamara and Jack normally takes up? So I, I want to talk about about Lundstrom because he's been a very hot topic of contention uh, a bone of contention in the last few weeks um, or since he joined really it's uh, I it's a, a lot of, we can be the worst fans of the world at times for writing people off um, but also the worst fans of the world for bigging people up far too early a la Glenn Middleton say um, so he was when someone was playing in the Steve Davis role last night but we didn't sign him to play in the Steve Davis role. And I'm going to sound stupid here. See, when we re-signed Steve Davis, we didn't sign him for the now Davis role. He was more, I don't know, I'm an idiot when it comes to these numbers. Was he more of a number eight? He was a wee bit further forward and he just kind of dropped into this like anchor role. Mm-hmm. Lundstrom, I don't know, is he going to do the same? Is he going to be, is it going to be a Davis or a Lundstrom? Or McAllister did say last night at the press conference that Rangers have a very complex system and it's even 10 yards out of position will ruin it for the full team. Um, it's very, it's very football manager-esque, um, you know, like yeah. Europe Street. So is it just a case of either is he finding his role or is he just taking time to get used to it? I think you need to look at the, the different systems. So 
just from watching, you know, like doing nothing in lockdown and stuff like that, watching the Premier League, like and Sheffield Wednesday set up with like three at the back, you know, like a three in the back and then had wing backs, which is obviously different from us. So his role would have been different, like when you think about that. And then obviously, you know, we've got a flat back four. We need to give him time. I, I, I think I said um, as well, great, great signing. Um, when when they came on and you know we were surprised that we, that we got him in I mean it, it, it does need to settle in we do need to we need to give him time I, I mean as I say not saying I follow Sheffield United um, you know or the, my English team or anything but you know he was playing at a good standard in the games that I did watch with Sheffield United I always thought he was you know really really positive and impressed me so I think we need to give him time but I, I just felt he seemed a bit more suited in that role and you know you'll get a better if you're comparing him to Stephen Davis and I'm no in no way saying drop Stephen Davis because he's probably been our best player you know like um, this from the start of the season as he, he may, he'll give you that physical presence um, in the midfield he'll get about the pitch Quicker, maybe a bit more than Stephen Davis because of because of Stephen Davis's age. So I think we need to be patient and you know see if he finds his feet in that role. It's just only going to benefit Rangers and Stephen Davis because then we can pull Stephen Davis out of not playing every minute. Like you look at him at football he's played, especially with international duty. He needed a he needed a break. So you know it can only benefit Stephen Davis's game and also. Rangers, if he finds himself more comfortable, like being a replacement for that, we learned some that. I'm contradicting myself because I think his best game was last night in that role, but I don't. I still feel he'll be more similar to Arfield going forward. But then, anytime he's um, he's played in like the Arfield role or like the Ryan Jack role or whatever. Um, I'm now naming positions after players instead of numbers. <laughs> uh, but I, I feel he's, he's not impressed at all. But I don't know, it's just like, any time I did see him for Sheffield United, I, I, didn't, I didn't see him coming up as a deep blind playmaker. Yeah. But um, I did think, in, in saying that, the second half yesterday, I thought it was a lot quicker with the passing. I think he's looked at maybe half a yard off the pace a couple of times, maybe struggled with how little time he's getting the ball up here, but he, he did feel just, you know, a bit sharper, a bit more urgent. I don't know if this is him finally getting his finger out. Um, well, I think the criticism started with him as well was, was the Malmo game, wasn't it? Because, uh, they should, you know, maybe pointing fingers at him at the goal, was it should he have been covering for, like, the, you know, the wing-back or something? So maybe, well, as I say, that'll, that'll take time, Wednesday to cover, Wednesday to go and press the ball, all that stuff. But then, you know, if he's playing that role, maybe it's a bit more, you know, out of textbook, if you know what I mean. Like, this is my role. Like, it's not a crazy philosophy that Rangers, Stephen Gerrard, Michael Beale have came up with. So, who knows? Uh, all I'd say is, don't write him off yet. I'm no. I think there's a player there. So we're going to circle back to... The main man, Yanis Haji, main man last night, and what I did spend a lot of time on him because he was exactly what we were missing in the second half against Motherwell. Um, first of all, hats off, he was quarantining for what 
nearly two weeks he'd only had two seemed about two months to be oh fair. I know man it's <laughs> the longest um, I know Rangers always have a um, a prolonged injury time if it's, if he's out for three days he'll be out for nine months with Jordan Ross and Ryan, uh, Ryan Jack but had he only had a couple of days back at training and I think we Yannis before we get in his technical ability we didn't really see it these first six months we've seen the talent but he, he's just so up for it. He's very aggressive. Um, and it's weird to say that for a wee guy in a very tidy footballer, but he's uh, he's always got the fire in his belly now, and that's what you've seen yesterday. Uh, definitely, definitely. And see, to be honest, let's see last season, um, I'll hold my hands up. I wasn't his biggest fan. I don't think he would have been in my, my starting 11, to be honest. Like if I was picking my best. Best eleven, I'd have said probably Ruth, Morelos, and Kent. That would have been my, you know, my perfect front three. And Hadji is a, a great player to come off the the bench. But now he's just he's talked himself in. He's an automatic, like he's automatic starter. I think if he's fat, if there was a an old firm at the weekend, he'd be you know playing every day of the week. So um, I, I just think he's. He, who knows? Like, I think he's a crowd. Like he, he enjoys playing in front of a crowd. I'm not saying he was because he provided the most assists. I think last season as well, even though he didn't, you know, he wasn't an automatic starter or anything. I think he, he, he likes playing in front of a crowd. Um, he relishes a bit of pressure as well. Like he'll take it upon his shoulders and just get that different bit of class that you know, like it's completely special and. I think he looks a lot physically bigger as well, so like he's really adapted to the game and it's that, had a big impact. That's something you're seeing quite a lot with this Rangers team. It's I think there's very much an expectation that you have to you have to win the physical battle um before you're allowed to play football. Mm-hmm. Um that's that's a thing in Scotland and I think Gerard and the management team have definitely drilled that in with the slighter players. If you look Aribo's built up, Hadji's built up, Scott Wright's put on nearly a stone in mus- muscle since he's joined. Mm-hmm. Patterson's built up since they first broke on the scene. I know he was only kind of about when he was seventeen, eighteen, so he was naturally really developed, but they're they're no wee guys, we don't get out for easily. Yeah. Uh, Hadji is definitely a testament to that. When I mentioned that is exactly what we were missing on on Sunday. Gerard said that after the Marvel game on Sunday. Um, you know, he was very complimentary of almost um, back to middle to almost like three quarters, but just that very, very final piece there wasn't enough bravery or imagination, especially in the box. I mean, how many times against Marvel did we get into the box and as that usual, extra touch out to the D, Kamara feigns a shot, passes it wide again, cross in. Hadji with that cut back uh, to to Ruth last night, just that that bravery, speed of thought. That's exactly what we were missing. Oh, fabs. no, definitely. De- bit of creativity and oh, honestly, like, see see when it came on as well. Like, just the reaction, the reaction amongst the ground as well, just seemed to to change. Like, everybody was delighted he was coming on. It wasn't Scott Wright's best game, um, and you know I'm a I'm a a bit of a fan of him as well. I think he's a he's a great prospect and he's he's done well in his his, his short term. But you know, it just it absolutely lifted the place and um, off oh, yeah, it was it was great to see him and as you say, he made all the difference. But what about that pass into him for the the goal as well? It was unbelievable. Was it Glenn? I think it was Glenn. Glenn Kamara. Kamara. Just an unbelievable 
put in his feet and you know the touch and it was just fantastic fantastic move it was last question on Haji because that's I, I thought this was a no brainer um, in terms of his position Wait, I think he's been I don't think he's um, I don't think he's best in the midfield three uh, I think ideally he would be suited at a kind of free roaming number 10 and mind of side track Rangers don't play like that so when he's playing I, I want to see him on the outside right Ideal best case scenario, Kent on the left, Morelos or Roof in the middle, Hadji on the right. I'm hearing a lot of people say, put him in the middle, put Aribo or somebody else up front. What's your thoughts on him? Where, where does Hadji go? Mm, I don't know. Um, the only thing is with adding another match, so I, I, I assume you're talking about maybe four in the back, two holding, and then like three, one. It might clog up the space a bit more if he mm. if he was to pay play with um you know an ex you know two wind men I think so I think that might clog up a bit of space for him as well. So absolutely he's got the he's got the license to, to roam inside and sort of roam from his position. The midfield three will always protect, you know, the front men. So I feel I feel as though the the license like uh, either Hadji, Ken, right, you know, they roof they get Almost like a, they need to work hard. Yes, they need to close down and and, and everything else. But I th- I feel as though he get if he wants to come inside, he can. You know, like if he thinks he's if he's influencing the middle of the game, he will. So I I, I like I'm with you. I think um I think he's suited in this formation. I, th- you know, we don't play the formation that you know like add another attacker into the mix. But the only thing, I mean, he is very good in tight situations, but. You know, he's maybe getting a bit more space with just the the three up front. So I'm I'm, I'm completely happy. I wouldn't put him in the midfield three, um, but I would definitely keep him near the top end of the pitch. It's just good to have him back. Regardless, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> I'd fucking play him set the hop and then leading on to the the next. So also, well, we're on a high after getting to getting through the semi finals of the the league cup, um, and I don't want to downplay that because. It's a big criticism of the Strangers side their performance in the Cup and when they take it one game at a time and credit where credit's due we some men put us out this time last year in the um, in the League Cup so going one better they, we need to be aiming to win the League Cup as non-negotiable um, and that's not coming from an argument point of view that's uh, I think well, Rangers you know what I mean it's, there's only there should only be one other team Realistically, going for these trophies, Celtic and that, but better than Celtic, you know. Um, so credit where credit's due, right? We've won the league up, we're on a high. So we'll no dwell on it too much, but the second half against Motherwell on Sunday was, it was a shocker, wasn't it? Almost the, the reverse of Livingston. Livingston was so flat in the first half and then perked up in the second half. I thought we were really good in the first half against Motherwell. All I was lacking was the finishing, and then bang, what a come down. It's uh, I actually heard somebody saying that like we've started the second half really poorly and that was another another example of it. Um, like you know you think about the goals we've conceded. Um, so it was who who played again away? Who was the last home uh, away game? Sorry, we won two one. St Johnston. St Johnston. Yeah. yeah. So like, we're we for seven minutes there. Conceded a goal then. Malmo. It just seems to be a theme just now that we can't. You know. Oh, that's poor defending and things, and oh, yeah, like it's um, 
the, the, the positive thing with, with that is that, you know, hopefully from the Livingston game, we've, you know, taken a bit of confidence when going to second half, a bit more fired up and, and do the right things. But yeah, it was just it was just really poor. Um, I was just really disappointed with. Well, I was going to say mainly, you know, the defending at that that point. But like, I guess it was what just one time. And but even like, you know, a cutting cutting edge at this the top of the pitch, it was just really poor. And yeah, it's um, listen at the end of the day, you know, our biggest rivals. You know, lost and we we got um, we got a point, so one ahead. So I'm sure everybody would have taken that before before the game. But what is so annoying is we could have been six points ahead of Celtic in in September. Mm. Um, six points is a big gap. Uh, the best of times um, is frustrating, isn't it? It's no. um, frustrating to drop points at any point, but especially when they do. When you said that there was that one mistake, we. Um, with Simpson and Golson, I, I thought we were, I thought we looked like we were going to ship a goal. Um, even if you go in the very early on, I think it was the first six minutes, one ball over the top for the Motherwell keeper, Golson and Simpson just completely misjudge it, and Tony walks through and goal. Golson recovers really yeah. well, but there was time and time again where we just looked very shaky. Um, also, it's, it's too easy to say, oh, we miss a lander too much, but we fucking do. Like, it's easy to say because it's too. Um, I thought Balogun had a good game last night though. He he Aye, he, he, did. He, he, did, uh, he did play well. Um oh, You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Is it too early, right? Simpson off, but I mean, I couldn't name you one Rangers fan that's, that's happy to see him in the, in the starting 11. Um, I mean, like a couple of weeks ago when Hollander was announced he was injured, um, I, I was telling you know, Kenny in the Gallonfield group chat, don't shit the bed, but now I'm <laughs> full time on Sunday, I was well too <laughs> shit in the bed after seeing that. Um, he's, the difference is he's, he's not got any credit in the bank. That's the thing. Um, and I think we do we do give players the benefit of the doubt um, when sorry <laughs> I've seen you look here just for the benefit of the listeners um, we wrote a cell game on in the background and they fucking distro lights I, I, I nearly went in an ep- epileptic fit there um, but I, Jack Simpson doesn't have any any credit in, in the bank and he's always looked shaky even when he's made his cameo appearances and it's a very 
it's a very very hard uh, hard ground to to buy yourself time. I know, and then you look at the options that we that we had. We had George Edmondson, yes. You know, been a been an idiot, and the, you know, the difference with Edmondson, Edmondson did have his poor games, and he did make mistakes, but he looked confident. Aye, aye. Um, he he always picked himself back up. It seemed that even when he was having a poor game, it it didn't look like as if he was going to crumble at any point. I just feel like Simpson does, and I aye. hope I'm wrong. I know, I know. Well, look at that. We had um, obviously Edmondson who we let go, Katic who we put him on. Obviously, reasons behind both of them. But at the end of the day, what's in, you know? Let's look at Rangers' best interest. Who, who would be your, you know? I, I reckon Simpson's your third choice. At, well, I, I know it, it's good to say with hindsight, you know. Um, Simpson would be at the bottom of that pile, and we've let go two centre halves. Who personally I would rather have in the mix. And Gerald mm-hmm. obviously mentioned about Katic saying it's unfair for. It's been selfish for Rangers. He needs to go and play football. I seen he played ninety minutes of competitive football uh, recently for you know the team he's on loan to, which is great. But at the end of the day, we have the options. I'm not saying they're the best centre halves in the world. I'm, I, I like both of them when they were when they were obviously with us. But you know, I would <laughs> maybe we've been tracking about them. And I, I mean, as I say, how much football would have been playing with you know Hollander if he hadn't had his injury and whatever? It's obviously impossible. to predict but um, I, I, I think we would have all preferred them, them to, to Simpson I think everybody has said that I'm just really glad that we have that recall option for Katic in January because I think I think it's been made very clear that Simpson is a as a project player and you know what see if he comes good in a year's time then I'll happily hold my hands up like it's you do get a, a kind of faction of your support like oh come on get behind the players it's, it's not that we don't want them to do well like the players do well, Rangers do well. I really hope that he proves us wrong. But you might—I don't know if you'll maybe even see if Katic does get a lot of game time under his belt, and and we still need that fourth set of half because whatever's happening with Hollander, it might very well be Katic does come back, and I wouldn't mind Simpson going out and loan for six months to t- time play maybe a lower level like go to go to a Motherwell or Hearts or something where he's got get regular game time, less pressure, try and get back into the speed. I think he's a confidence player as well. Something mm-hmm. I think he looks like a someday it makes a mistake. He's, he's you know, it just affects the him. The head goes down. Aye, and I look at some of the players. Look at Hadji. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If he makes a bad pass or something, he he'll still try it the next time or something. But I just think Simpson, as soon as something or the crowd or you know he reacts to something, I just think his head goes right down and he tells a mistake there, but. Well, let's. I've been very critical here, but like, um, let's. Let's. We obviously we're not trying to write him off. We're trying to, you know, we hope he turns out to be a success. We Constructive next, criticism. We, we hope he's the next Richard Goff and <laughs> whatever. But um, obviously, like, he's. It's not been the the best start, and um, let's see what see what happens from there. He's going to. At the end of the day, he's he's going to need to play because that we've got three centre halves now. We've got. Um, Balgan, Goldson, and and Simpson. Obviously, we've got Leon King coming through, so um, it's going to play games before Hollander's back. There's no getting away from that. So, um, no, definitely, we need. It just needs to kick up the arse. Right? <laughs> 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 but it'll probably start. We'll just start greeting. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> 
cool. Sunday, um, we should have known it was a bad omen with the flag day at the start. So, it's like, again, um, I see, every time I say um, these things have been debated, I love just looking at Twitter arguments, by the way. Honestly, and sometimes it's just like, like everybody's comments, just to like, fucking fire them up. But I love a good Twitter argument, but a lot of people were back and forth about Sunday, um, the flag day. I think it was mainly Gerard and the management team said they didn't want the big song and dance. Um, 55 is behind them, they're looking for 56. I get that argument. But if, <laughs> this is going to sound very selfish. Um, flag day wasn't for them, it was for us. Gerard's not waited 10 years for it, he's waited fucking three. <laughs> I've waited 10 years. So I totally get the sporting argument, but. It wasn't for the, the players and the manager. It was for us. hundred percent. I I thought I thought if it's like um, if they do, I don't know, we could do fireworks or whatever. Like it's just going to like bring the crowd on as well. Like it would be more energetic for it. I'm I'm the the more thing I'm raging is uh, I had to leave the pub. You know, fifty minutes early again the stadium. I was expecting a big flag day and then. Do you want to know what time I was in my seat for? Because I was that part of it was going to be like massive queues, everybody in early. I was in my seat for 20 past two. That's <laughs> <laughs> shit, you know. Oh dear, I know. It's, uh, I've, yeah, I've, I've, I can see his argument. Um, if you have a big celebration, don't bring on, you know, 56. But at the end of the day, like, we couldn't celebrate, you know, 55 like you know lifting the trophy in the stadium then the least you would expect is a you know a bit of celebration yeah. for, for the flag again it's probably fair only fair to caveat this way we are saying this after they drop points see if they won for nothing in Sunday and then master we would have been like that, master yeah. soak uh-huh. great idea but it's very very easy for us to say that now we've dropped points um, I ain't going to be fair with that but I still stand Flag day was for me. I wanted, I wanted the fucking RAF flying and everything. I wanted, I wanted Andy Fuff abseiling the flag down for the govern and passing a mic to Tina Turner. I wanted the full shebang. Jason crutches Andy Fuff. Is he? I, 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 I sit Eastern Closure and uh, you see all the players on there. It's brilliant. And, uh, <laughs> it's brilliant seeing Andy Fuff. Oh, in no, no, no. Uh, no, but you see Andy Andy Fuff and crutches. So best wishes to him. Aye, what well, well, happened? Don't know. I don't know. It's, Who's yeah. a footballer that doesn't play football get injured? <laughs> no, honestly, best wishes to him. That's, um, you know, a, a podcast favourite, Andy Fuff. Um, so, um, only the other breaking news, but it's not really breaking news. Um, about six weeks ago, I did announce on the pod that Glenn Kamara signed a two-year deal. Today, Rangers announced it. <laughs> so I'm not going to do a daily record and just, like, say any bullshit a claim it is always to like it it was a fucking aye. I I don't know where I got that from. I must have heard somebody in work say oh I'd love if Kamara signed a new deal when I picked him up right now signed a new deal uh, <laughs> so I was absolutely I didn't have an inside strip six weeks ago but anyway great bit of business um, just need goals in there but to get Kamara wrapped up that's straight for everybody oh definitely um, couldn't be happier. I'd, 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 I'd rat if I had if 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 they gave you one or two, Colin, who would you pick, Kamara or Goldson, to get signed up? 
uh, is this before or after how Andrew got injured? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, oh, it's a hard one. Um, nah, probably would have said that. I want Golton. Oh, oh, well, well, well that's, that, point's, uh, that point's wasted in. <laughs> um, no, I, I think it, it's, a, it's a great bit of business. I think in terms of like, from a bit, obviously from a business point of view as well, like, I think Kamara makes a, a bit more sense in Golton because he's just because Glenn Kamara's 25 or something, he's come up to his peak years, securing him in that contract. I mean, I, I, I do imagine there's a fee somebody can pay and it'll, he can talk to them, sort of thing. But that, that'll make sense to both Rangers and Glenn Kamara. So it's a bit of business, great bit of business there. And uh, I'm, I'm absolutely delighted with that one um, as well. Couldn't be, couldn't be happier. Not be yourself. No, um, I, I think I, I know what you mean. Though, between would you pick Kamara and Golson? Kamara's got to go for more money than Golson. He's a more sellable asset. He's he's younger. Um, getting that extension it just reaffirms that we, we are not going to lose money in Glenn Kamara. Well. We're going for 50 grand, we were never going really to lose money on him, but you know what I mean. He's, like, could have lost him a free, to be fair, he was out of contract next season. Uh, so, I think Kamara's going to go in the, you know, in the, the seven figures, um, easy. That's 10 million seven figures. Think, <laughs> <laughs> no, eight figures, you got to go for eight figures, like, at least. Um, so, it's brilliant and, you know, we we don't need to have that fear of him having a wonderful game in Europe and then he gets snapped up for the cheap. He's, he's not going to be a Rangers player forever, but now they need to pay the, the right price for it. Um, so, delighted with that. With Golson, um, also he's no signs yet. He's He'll be free to sign a pre-contact in, in January. Um, I don't know. My... I don't know if this is matches brain bias, but I've got a feeling he will sign at least in another year's contract. But that's not coming for anyway. That's not coming from any logic. It's just I'm following my heart here, Scott. Um, what do you think? See, I, I try and look at it um, sort of both point of views. Like we, we, we are the first club, you know, obviously. Since he's had his obviously like his his health problems, that we're the first one to really give him consistent football. I mean, you say consistent football, he could not have played any more games if he if he tried. He has played every game possible. And, you know, if you look back before he joined Rangers, I, if, if somebody had told him that, I bet you would have thought you were, you know, smoking crack or whatever, you know, like, <laughs> honestly, like, because we, we, we gave him a platform, we gave him a platform to become a real, a real good centre-back as well. So, you think that'll be playing in his mind. He'll, he'll be thinking of the you know success last year and what they can build, and he'll be seeing the likes of you know his pals James Tavernier signing a contract extension, Glenn Kamara now, and um, you know I, I reckon he's looking at that and said, well, I should be next. So I think there is that inclination, but there's maybe this is his last opportunity to maybe play in well, the English Premier League. So if he holds off, so the the offer from Rangers will be always been the table for Golds, and I think he knows that. So if he was to say, you know, it might it might test the water in January and say I'm going to see who comes in for me, and somebody might just pay a stupid fee of, you know, four million. You know, I do. I'm yeah. just spitballing numbers here, but a Premier League club is out of contract in six months. I've seen him for nothing. Or there's two or three million. Like mm-hmm. somebody, somebody might try that, and um, you know, it's. 
he might he may want to test the water with it. And to be honest, like I'd, I would never blame him for that. But, you know, like, I would love him to, I'd obviously love him to, you know, sign an extension for the next two or three years. I think he feels really settled now. But I think there is just something in the back of the mind. He wants to play a higher competition in England. And I think... I think they'll just be like that. They are. Who, who's going? To, who's actually interested? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who's interested in me? Is it going to be a? Do you know what I mean? Like a, a Brentford who's struggling with relegation, or is it going to be like maybe third choice centre half at a mid table, you know, on Everton mm-hmm. or something? Which I think he could do. I think he could like, put a bit of competition on a team like that. But I think he's good enough to play in the Premier League. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I don't think there's any doubt about that, and I, I agree with you. I, I wouldn't blame him too much, like. Taking my Rangers hat off and looking at the neutral, he's he's helped deliver fifty five. He's been he's been an excellent player for this. For him to I know he's on a lot of money, but to go and get life changing money to play uh, one of the top leagues in the world. Last chance he's no he's not a young boy anymore. I wouldn't blame him. I, I really wouldn't blame him and it, it wouldn't leave with any wishes for me. Um also best case scenario signs the extension and then somebody has to buy him for the money he's worth of it but if I'm being honest I, I couldn't grudge him if he did go and I think he's very attractive to to like a, a Premier League club that wants to you know he's good with the ball at his feet like nobody's mm. ever criticised Goldson I could, well, yes he'll make, maybe make a mistake in his earlier days but he's very he'll take the ball in such a tight situation and he'll play football he'll take it back and you know he can ping a pass he well. loves that diagonal uh, ball over exactly, the exactly. Exactly. so if anybody is watching him then you know I'm sure he'll fit into a lot of teams philosophies you know I look at teams like you know Leeds for example they Pass the ball to death, and like you know, he could get he's better than that, Liam Cooper or whatever. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Connor Goldson, they could fit in there, no problem. And as I say, even if he's not first choice, um, first choice, I think he'll he'll make a make a difference to a lot of Premier League teams. So looking ahead to Saturday, Rangers travel to Dundee. Um, I know a couple of boys that are gone, they've got their, their riot shields and their helmets at the ready in case uh, Lee Griffiths goes in the attack again. He's a fucking idiot, isn't he? He's... I just I think, I think he's just sick of the abuse and gets <laughs> get it up on my... I mean... I mean, he was getting called a pedo. Um, he can't be, can be having to think too hard to wonder why he was getting called that. Oh, I know, and you wonder why he's hated by <laughs> half of Scotland, do you know what I mean? Like, he's uh, just that absolute stupid uh, childish behaviour, and, uh, you know, he needs, he needs punished for that. He, he really does. He needs that big, big... Suspicion. Could you imagine if Morelos... Oh, if Morelos farted... In the direction of the fucking way fans, well, he'd be deported. Oh, I know, I know. It's. Uh, I hope. Um, I, ho- I hope they do look at it. It's just absolutely shocking. And uh, I'm not asked if they look at it or not because he's shit. And <laughs> if he lines up again, I'd happily play Jack Simpson. Him, but Andy fucking crutches. <laughs> so, oh dear, poor Andy. But. Um, for Rangers point of view how how do you set up and how do you see the, the game going on Saturday 
think it'll, I think it'll be tough. Um, if I'm being honest, I, I've just got um, away games. I just feel as though like it's you know it's not the big part we're used to Ibrox and, and maybe European games and we might struggle to find some space and, and, and things like that and I don't want to come across too negative um, just there but um, we, we, we need to play Hadji we, we definitely do we need to we need to play Hadji and um, it'll be good bringing back uh, you know Tav's had a, a good good rest I know he played 30 minutes or so Um just there, um, but he'll have had you know it's not ninety minutes in his legs. He'll Stephen Davis is is fresh, although with Lundstrom, you know it gives the manager another big decision. Um, so yeah, I can see his um, Bal- as I said, Balgan had a good game. So I think the the defence is you know pretty much self explanatory. Would you um, play Bassey or Bad? Well, yeah, that was just the one yeah, I was going to discuss. I wouldn't be. Too fast to go away. To be honest, like I'm, I'm in that position now with with Bassi. Um, he's impressed me that much at the start of the season. I'm, honestly, I'm not fast to who plays. It's I, I think for me when when Borna Badisic finds form, there's, there's only got to be one winner mm-hmm. with him. Um, but while he is still starting to get to grips with the season, I think it's I'd be happy with either or in terms of the one-off game. But then it goes to the argument: How does Badisic find form if he doesn't get a decent run of games or? Does he need a game on game off? But I've got I've got a feeling they will go Barisic just looking ahead to to Thursday at Bronby. Mm-hmm. He, he he might want to give Barisic at least sixty minutes or something, get him a run out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and you you look at the midfield. So I think um, I think Aribo um, Aribo Kamara Davis is the, the midfield midfield three will, will probably be lining up with. Can't see much much change in that, to be honest. Maybe Arf- maybe Arfield comes in. He's not had much much game time as well, but you know we'll see with that one. Um, and then up top, Hadji, Hadji, Roof, and uh, Morelos. No, I say as a front three. Yeah. I don't think Yanis Hadji can be at your team. Um, and I, I think that, that midfield three: Davis, Kamara, Aribo. Um, well. They've not been tremendous or excellent or set ahead of the light. They've not really had any terrible games. Um, I've not really. I mean, maybe people look back to, to Leon. Um, I don't think very many had got past marks. And I know Motherwell on Sunday, we were talking about it, especially Aribo and Kamara getting to that very final third. But in terms of the midfield up until you get to the box, I think they've, they've done their job well enough in getting the ball up. So, no, I think... Um, I think that'll be a midfield three. I, I think I'd agree with, you with that team. My only question mark would be is it Bassi or Barisic? Um, but I think it will be Barisic just looking ahead to Thursday. McGregor will be back in, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. I think I think in terms of Leon game, I don't think we played particularly. I've not always been on that. I don't think we played particularly poor um, in, in that game. I just, uh, we just, you know, lacked a wee bit, as I say, a bit of imagination. The, th- the, the final third for Morelos had a really good game against Leon as well he was fucked by the end and, uh, yeah, a, lot of, a few people around me are obviously frustrated what we're giving a bit of stick towards then but I thought um, first 60-70 minutes he, he was mm-hmm. really good and not one of his fucked he was chasing a lot of dead <laughs> exactly, balls so, exactly so um, no, no absolutely I think that'll be the, the, the team what are you going for a prediction 
Right, I'll go. Um, I'll go solid 2 0 Rangers. Go up 1 0. 1 0. Yeah, I can't. I don't have another one though. No. I mean, man, it's too <laughs> Jesus, um, watching it behind the, the pillow anyway. Huh? I know. Oh, you know, if it's a one now, it'll be we'll score not the first five minutes, and it'll just be eight five minutes of oh, shite. Ah. Aye, that's it. Well, two 0 I'm going for and one 0 for Scott. But no, what? Um, just to try and build a bit of momentum, I take out of the order now. Oh, five. I, I think we just. Just a f- see, see, see when we get a few good performances in a in a row. I think it will just it will make a a big difference. Um, like you know, convincing ones. You know, I think we'll kick on from there. We will always got to have a come down after fifty five. Aye, aye. And to be honest, I would rather I would rather this start we have. We grow a bit of momentum and grow into the season. We finish the season strong. You know, yeah. if, if if we were to have it, I would rather have it now. Being you know, four points out of Celtic, <laughs> to be honest with you. So, um, no, I, I absolutely, if, if we were to, you know, let's try and build the momentum towards, you know, the, you know, the, the business team, end, the business as they call it. Definitely. Well, I think that'll bring us to a close. Um, Scott, always a pleasure, never a chore, mate. Aye, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And thank you as always to everybody who's listening. Um, same request as always. Let us know your thoughts. Um, if you agree with us, if you don't, think we're talking pish. Um, that's fine as well. Let us know your comments on follow, follow Twitter, YouTube, or wherever you get the podcast. And thank you for listening. We are the people. <laughs>Deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.